Before we get started with this week's episode of For the Taste, wanted to dedicate it to my good dog and unofficial mascot of the For the Taste brand, OG Biscuit. Cheers, OG. Rest easy. And now, on to this week's episode with the Urban Picnic Company. How you been? What's the word? How's life been treating you? Life's been good. Can't complain. Yeah, just trying to stay sane during this whole COVID thing, you know. That's, Try not to go crazy. That's the number one statement that you probably hear for everybody in the world right now. Take that back. Not everybody in the world, but everybody in America, at least. That they're just trying to stay sane during the Rona days, man. Hi. Hello there, Cheyenne. How are you? I'm well. Just give a little bit of a heads up of how y'all came together. So my mom and dad met a long, long time ago. And I remember one of the memorable moments was that my mom would pack food and have a picnic with my dad in a park. And I thought that was such a great date. I have pictures of them always having like picnics in the park. And as I was doing my research on like things that we could do or a business that we can start during this pandemic, I came across picnic companies that are hosting picnics. So I ran the idea past Bree and was like, how do you feel about being part? We've been friends for like 25 years. We know that we can work well together and collaborate on a bunch of things. And so it's just a great partnership for us. So my story is actually different than Bree's and I'll let her tell her story. Me, it was, she brought it to me. I know now during the whole COVID-19, I've looked for stuff to start a business. Just nothing really stuck out. And when Cheyenne brought this to me, I was like, this is great because summer has pretty much been canceled for the most part of doing, you know, fun stuff for going out and doing what we're used to. So this kind of brings back fun and something that a lot of people remember doing as a kid, kind of like Cheyenne remembers as she did as a child and just bringing something different to date night or, you know, doing a date during the day or bringing friends together to do something fun. I think also what makes our business unique is that picnics are built to socially distance yourself. So, I mean, you can have a picnic for six people and stagger yourself and not be fearful of like COVID-19. It's just a great way to connect. I really see that our business is going to do really well. A lot of people have reached out to us about collaborating and we're just very excited about launching this business. It's going to turn out great. We're very passionate about it. What's y'all's backgrounds? My background's education. I was a teacher that allowed me to go into the IT field in education. A lot of what I do for the public school district that I work for. It has allowed me to work with talented young female and male students to have an interest in technology. It has allowed me to be a mentor. It has allowed me to work with my community. It has allowed me to give back. I think that's something that we want to bring with this picnic company. Education is my background. My background, I currently have an insurance background. I have also have my freelancing cupcake business. So I do that also. Both for industries where you deal with business to consumer, entertainment, hospitality, and anybody that can educate children is definitely going to have enough patience to be able to put together a project like this that'll bring together people to have a date night or have a memory. Because, you know, almost every child or even adult at this point has some kind of memory, like you brought up, Cheyenne, about a picnic, be it with a loved one or a family member that may not be here anymore, that it does trigger back to a memory, which creates a better overall experience in what we do have going on out here in these Rona days. So good on y'all. Now, where is this business based out of? It's going to be based out of Colorado. So Denver and the surrounding city is what we're focused on right now. We have a website. So a potential client goes on to the website, which is www.urbanpicnico.com. And they go on there and then they'll see options for different size and scales, different parks. It sounds like you're bringing up. Paint the picture for 
for me, if you don't mind. There's four different picnic packages that you can pick from, and it ranges from having a picnic, an intimate one-on-one picnic for two up to eight people having a picnic. And so what we anticipate is, you know, just to make memories, our slogan is happiness begins with a picnic. We want to be able to create memories such as like pozos or gender reveals or just, you know, families connecting together, birthday parties and things of that sort. I think it's just going to be a great thing. I know that there's been a disconnect with families for a while, especially minority families getting together and just peacefully enjoying things, being on social media or video game playing and being back in the park creates that connection to each other. It's where you have to sit down and you have to converse or you have to sit down and ask somebody how their day was or you have to sit down and not be on your phone. To me, it kind of reminds me of like a soul food Sunday where everybody would sit down and just talk about their day and connect up with food. That's what it reminds me of. Bree, what kind of energy from your experience being in the insurance and financial services and then having another business, what do you think are some of the the target skills that you're bringing into the project? I think just that one-on-one and being able to connect with people, that customer service is going to be like a real big thing with our clients and being able to to bring their vision to life. Just listening to them, but that's what will help me is bring their visions and get everything that they want out of the picnic, bring it to life. Now, ideal client, dollar means no end to this particular client. What would be your ideal client? I think for me, just a diverse, open-minded client. We really use the term Denver's diverse picnic company. So whether you're from the LBGTQIA all the way to, you know, just minorities reconnecting, I think our ideal client would be diverse from all age range. So I'm talking about from, you know, even kids all the way to elders, seniors, you know, celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary quietly and peacefully. So that would be my ideal client is someone who's very diverse and open and ready to reconnect with nature. That's the type of client that I would be interested with working with. And just just a top off of what Cheyenne said, just to reconnect with each other. Um, Just because, like she said earlier, how COVID has kind of split everybody away from each other. This is a good way to bring us back together. Families back together, friends back together, even friends who have kids and those kids back together. Just bringing all of them back together and knowing that everything is going to be okay and that everything is still going to go back to normal and this is something that we can look forward to and seeing that it can be normal again and there is something that we can do and that they can do to help them feel that there is still normalcy out there. Absolutely. This too shall end up passing. People still have to try to remember even if it means them slowing down because to a point that both you guys have brought up, the idea that we're having more time to connect with your families and and your loved one. Time and pre-Rona, things almost seem like you didn't have enough time in the day to be able to do that or quote you were too busy it's amazing now when certain things have been stripped away what you truly do value and it seems like you guys are bringing a project along that's going to create more value in the interaction of being around your people and regardless of where you are in these current days that's what's most important is being able to build that time with your folk and be able to build that rapport because we're going to need that kind of community connection and if it means going into parks and just sitting back and listening to how nature brought everybody together 
and so be it. So I, I tip my hat to you guys with that. And thank you for at least answering that question as far as with the, the clientele, because it's going to be something that I, I would expect other people are going to want to know because you're getting to those summer months and it does seem like a project that is going to have great success. In Denver, how many parks are you guys looking to network through just so folks have a general idea of the options that you're providing to them? So we have six parks listed on our website that are major parks in uh, the Denver metro area or historical park that have a lot of statues, that have a lot of uh, historical markers that make memories. Like it's great for photography, it's great for a picnic, but that doesn't exclude where a client or customer can have a picnic. We've opened, which makes us different from our competitor, is that we've opened the ideal up to other parks that are not mentioned on their site. So nobody services Aurora, Colorado, and that's the area I live in. And Aurora has some of the prettiest parks that are not as congested as the Denver Metro area park. So why wouldn't we service City of Aurora? So we've opened up those doors to service other cities and have mentioned the parks, some park Aurora on our website, but we are open to other parks. It's simply by customer request. So we know that all parks aren't built for everybody, but we are able to accommodate our customers at other parks. They have to give us advance notice. When it comes to the particular picnics, what are the catering options that you guys are offering? Brie? So we have four different picnics that we do offer, and each of them come with different things. Our first one, which is just a picnic basket and blanket, that one comes with it comes with small appetizers and it also comes with dessert. So that one is just a small, it's just a small intimate picnic that we offer. The next one that we offer is our picnic for two, but that one has on it, that one comes with a picnic table. It also comes with meat and cheese board. It has dessert for the guests. It comes with the beverages. And it also comes with some icebreaker cards, which we think is a really great option, especially if you use that for like a date. Those icebreaker cards are great for getting to know each other. It comes with Bluetooth speakers. So if you want to listen to music while you're there, there's that option as well. We have what's called a BFF picnic. That one is the same thing as the picnic for two, but that one is for if you have four guests for you. And that one has the same stuff it just has a couple of extra items um, which are more accessory wise and then our our the biggest picnic that we have which is our Luxon lounge that one has all of that and it comes with like games like our cornhole and our jenga game along with it so it seems like that you give a good range of price points and you're trying to do your best to just get people to come out and engage and in some ways work themselves up if you can have them repeat the activity multiple times. That definitely makes sense. And with the parks that you're looking to be in, it is an area that it sounds like is of an opportunity. Definitely don't want to go where the rest of the market is. Anybody doing something similar in Denver? Because this is honestly very foreign to me. I was excited not only because of who it was that you know you guys talking to me about the project, but I hadn't heard anything similar. So is it something, is this a new industry? There, yeah, there's competitors out there. I just feel like they're not as diverse. They kind of do the same thing over and over again. And so with Urban Picnic Company, we want to bring a bit of a change. That's the good part of being a business owner is that we can incorporate stuff. We can build upon what we have to make sure that our customers are satisfied. Yeah, we're we're a little bit different than our competitors in a sense. We're doing some really good things, some really cool things we can't talk about yet, but just stay tuned because July 10th is going to be our launch date. By this 
time the episode drops. You know, it'll be right around the time that you guys will be releasing. So I'm excited. Anytime that you hear about anybody that's willing to go out and chase their dream by putting a project together and having that ownership and that empowerment, I salute. And the biggest thing with For the Taste outside of having culture conversations about life, liberty, and the pursuit of bullshit, we also occasionally like to actually have some fun and talk to people that are entrepreneurs for the most part or folks that are just trying to find a way to do something different. It's typically folks of color, but we all have our ways to be able to to bring our stories along. So I'm, I'm excited off of what you guys have going on. A couple of questions I do have. Uh, I'm going to start with Bree. Who would you say is your greatest, your greatest motivation to be great in business? What's motivating me is just my daughter showing her, you know, that she can do anything. She doesn't have to put all of her eggs in one basket. For instance, my daughter, she just turned 12 this year. She's had had a business plan since she was eight. Her business plan has not changed. She's talked about it since she was eight. The only thing that has changed about her business plan is the name of her business. But when you talk to her, she's so passionate about it. That's just been her thing ever since she was little is she wants to be a business owner. And it's one thing is because she's always seen me do different projects and saw me hustle on the side of having a nine to five job of doing random things. Um, So she has that business mindset that she wants to be her own bot. So she knows she can do it. So that's one of my biggest like motivations. And also um, both Cheyenne and I, we just want to aspire and we just want to be there and be those minority women business owners. Well, I can understand that and I respect that. Absolutely. Cheyenne, who are some of your biggest influences that have helped mold you to get you to this point where you're on the cusp of having this project go live? I think my biggest influence is my dad. He's always had this humanitarian mindset in my family. I want to be able to build a business that creates a legacy in a business where everybody can put all hands on deck. Um, so this is like the perfect picnic for it, whether it's my, if it's just my dad, like coming out and helping us move furniture around or my daughter coming out and helping us place drinks on a perfect company where you can bring in your family to help support you with this. I know for me, my dad is like my biggest cheerleader. He's proud of everything I do. For this one, he really seen that this is something that could potentially grow and he has invested in a piece of furniture for us for this business, which is really great. So my family has been like the most influential pole. I know you said person, but it's just hard to pinpoint who because everybody's been just super supportive. I respect that answer. If it's more than just one person that's giving you that battery pack to get this done and so be it um, yeah you, you brought up that the the idea is to in time build this out to where you can have other family members or other close loved ones be brought in question that i would have and i'll pose it to cheyenne first where do you see urban picnic in 12 months I see it growing. So one cool thing about Colorado that people don't realize is Colorado get 300 days of sunshine. This isn't just a summer picnic type of company. This is a year round. We can also do indoor picnics. I have that itch to have this date night. You know that we're in the month of December. No no need to fret. Like We can accommodate you. We can put a picnic inside your home. So we offer outdoor, indoor, and backyard picnic. And like I said, Colorado is just really cool because we just have a lot of greenery and we have... Um, great scenic views of the mountains if you like look west so we try to build picnics that are built around scenes so 
people can take these awesome pictures. You know, you have these influencers, you have Instagrammers, and uh, everybody lives in this digital world that wants to take pictures and build memories. So that's what our picnics are about. Okay, I can dig it. Now, here's just a, a random curveball question. Bree, what is <laughs> your favorite dish to put in these baskets? Ooh, that's a good question, Bree. Ooh, cheese and crackers, because it's something that I like munch on, like, regularly. So I like finding, like, what people call, like, the fancy crackers, pairing them up with some good cheeses. Okay. Solid. Very outdoorsy. That's very wine and, <laughs> and, and dining, you know, sitting there talking that good talk with the missus or the old lady trying to court. I get it. Um, here's a question to, to both of you. It sounds like you have various baskets that you're putting together are there any that are themed for different uh, nationalities or ethnicities um, themed for certain times um, of the year or am I jumping into your business plan that you didn't want to launch until a little bit later answer that one when we were building this business we thought about how we can because we're diverse how we can accommodate different nationalities ethnicities and so like I'm really intrigued by Morocco I could totally see us having a Moroccan style picnic and having like hummus or kebab some Moroccan mint tea, doing things of that sort. So we, you know, we can definitely build upon this for to accommodate things. We also have like gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. I mean, it's just, it, it's what the customer's vision is. And we're just bringing that vision to life. Where would you say is the number one place that you would set up a picnic for a couple that is just starting to date? I would pick, um, park-wise, I would pick Washington Park. Washington Park is a great park for picnic. I just really like the park. Cheyenne and I went to high school across the street from Washington Park, so we spent a lot of time there. I love the park. I think it's a great park. There's a lot of different places and just different things you can capture there, but it's one of my favorite parks. So it holds some sentimental value because it sounds like it was close to where you guys went to school at. Of course, you didn't cut class or do anything wrong. Y'all were- Never. <laughs> Stand never, out students. Never. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, but that I have to say hmm. that Bree is very familiar with Washington Park because we were both on the cheerleading squad and there was numerous times where we had to dog around the park. Okay. We had a cheerleading class that was like a, considered a, a PE class. And so we know the layout of Washington really well because we used to have to run uh, 3.5 miles around and walk that park. So Bree knows Wash Park real well. <laughs> okay. You have to love those little inside jokes right there that just gets the people wondering what the hell they over there giggling about. But you know, right. I, I, I get it. Brie, question about Cheyenne. What is the wildest outfit that you remember her wearing in high school? Oh, gosh. Brie wasn't really a wild type girl. I'm the more, as you can tell from this podcast, because she's a little shy. I'm the more outspoken, let's get this party started type of girl. I don't think Brie wore anything too wild. She's very quiet. Just went to class. The only time she would get wild is when we would all pile up either in my car or another friend's car and go to McDonald's for lunch. And we would turn up the music. And one of her favorite groups is TLC, by the way. Mm -hmm. So if a TLC song came on like Creep, then she would uh, she would let her hair down a little bit. But she never wore any wild outfits at all. I think the wildest outfit she probably wore was a prom. Sitting there listening to TLC, trying to do that little dance that they was doing in the pajamas. <laughs> Five deep right. and a little Ford <laughs> Escort or something like that. Yep. <laughs> now, do you have any plans? And, and you always want to, you know, think exactly where you are in the moment, but prepare for a build out because your business is going to be successful. Do you see either one of you, you know, having this business? 
be, you know, multi-city, multi-state franchise. Um, you know, I, I know that you love the 300 plus days in Denver, but there's a lot of cities that could end up having projects <laughs> similar. You know, is that something that you've considered? If so, are you already preparing? I would love for it to build out. I would I would love to take it to some of the hotter states, especially to introduce it to some of those places. I don't think there's anything out there in Vegas that has anything like this as of yet. I don't think there's anything in Arizona either where there's anything, any companies that have this type of service or that offer anything like this. So I would love to take it and introduce it to some of these cities and bring it to life. I would really love to do a road show where we just pack up all of our picnic stuff and just hit the road and we would accommodate based upon bookings or cities that didn't have anything like that. Another good thing is our name is very universal. It's not like it's a Colorado Picnic Company or Denver Picnic Company. It's Urban Picnic Company. So there's always an urban area or a diverse area. And we're not just secluded to urban. The name is universal. So why shouldn't we be universal? But I think that's a good idea. That's on a larger scale. But I think we could definitely accommodate that easily the idea of you guys having an opportunity to build something during these days when a lot of folks are just sitting on their ass and not thinking of a future the rona kind of lets you know that you should at least have some ideas of how to prepare for the future for yourself and these are the moments now to go after it and to attempt to have your piece of greatness again i probably said it many of times but i salute what the hell you guys are doing i appreciate the fact that you're willing to come on and you know at least have a little q a with me on for the taste out of denver now coming on a road show near you in some random small town don't go to too small of a town because you know things is kind of active right now <laughs> Just saying. Here's what I, I would like for each one of y'all ladies to, to leave us with on this episode. Your thoughts overall of what your business can do, not only for uplifting, as you said, minorities, women of color, minority-owned businesses. What do you want to have your legacy be out of this project to where it can give back to somebody else or at least give them inspiration? My thing is, is you can do it. If you put your time, your energy, and your heart into it, and it's something that you really want to do and you have a passion for it, then don't let anybody stop you or tell you that you can't. Even if you fall down, get back up, hit it harder. Do it. Just keep trying. There's nothing that can stop you but yourself. Cheyenne? Um, I agree with Bree. I think that sky's the limit. I really uh, pride myself into other people that are doing entrepreneur type things. One of my favorites is Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> And so I really love Nipsey and everything that he's done. And so like I take pride in a lot of quotes that he said about like starting a business and like building your brand, things of that sort. I think success comes in many shapes and forms. And it, I know Nipsey said that if you're sharing your success and not your struggle, you're I think the Urban Picnic Company has the doors to open to make other people successful. Just for instance, the other day, a lady wanted to book with us. And this is before our launch date. I was very interested in booking and like getting started but I knew that we had a goal that we had set and we had a launch date that we had set and we agreed as partners we would launch July 10th instead of just turning this lady down and walking away I referred her to our competitor and that may have been a bad business move to others but that was the best business move for me and our company and Brie as well because not only that we're not here to break people down we're here to build people up even our competitor we're not like haters or anything of that sort what we're here to do is if we know that we can't accommodate you this is another great company go do business with them 
And then, you know, come back to us in a year and see what we can bring for you, see how we can help you. So we're all about empowerment without hating at all. If somebody wanted to follow and, you know, catch up with you guys, you know, see how the movement is going, where would they go? So our Facebook and our Instagram are both the same. It's Urban Picnic Co. And then our website is just www.urbanpicnicco.com. All right. Any last words that you guys would like to leave with folks as we get ready to finish out this recording? I think more than ever, it's important for minorities to start business. Very, very affordable to start a business. Just to file with the Secretary of State and get your LLC or whatever type of liability you want. It's under a hundred dollars. It's a couple everybody pair of easy boots. Yes, I mean everybody pretty much has got a stimulus check, and I'm discovering more than ever. There's so many talented minorities out there that just don't know how to get started or know how to build their brand. But there's so many resources out there to start a small business. You never know that your small business can turn into a big business. I know me and Bree used to work for this company. Owner of that company started his business by working in the basement. He sold his company for like millions of dollars, and he's moved on to other things. I mean, it's kind of like that Mark Zucker or, you know, like Steve Jobs, where you're starting small and you're building your brand to be something big. So I just want to encourage minorities more than ever to start your business now. It's not too late. Whether you're 65 or you're 60, your voice needs to be heard. It's good to give back to Black-owned businesses, Brown-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. We are all in this together and we all can help each other grow. We need this more than ever. So give back. Make sure you shop on Saturdays at a small business and give back because give back to small business that small business gives back to the communities in the long run so those are my parting words for everybody to shop small shop minority create your own passion build brand do everything you love i'm just sending love and light to everybody it's never too late to to build your brand i think my parting words is just to piggyback off of Cheyenne is support each other, support your friends, support minority-owned businesses. But when I say support, don't always expect your friends be giving you a handout because you never know what it took for them to start their business um, and what it takes for them to keep it running. So just because they don't give you that handout, don't run and give your money to the big corporations. Still support them. Show them love, you know, whether it's one time, two times, a hundred times. Just support them. Support like like she said on Saturday, support small business. Support also comes in many forms too, not just monetary, whether you're sharing that business on Instagram, whether you're talking about it, whether you're passing off business to another minority-owned business. There's ways you can support if you can't afford it to just get the name out there and just to be the cheerleaders for your friends. You don't have to necessarily, if you don't have the funds, support monetarily, but just support them. Put the word out there. Tag them on your Instagram. Tell a friend. I was in Target the other day and I told a lady, she's like, why are you buying all this stuff? I was like, Urban Picnic Company. What is that? I was like, put out your, pull out your phone and follow us right now. I'll show you. And she followed us and that was her me supporting us. And I didn't even know this lady. If a stranger can support you and you can support strangers, you definitely can break your back. Bree, there was a comment that was made earlier in the day, actually. Prior conversation, small business owners that folks expect for you to quote, give them the consistent hook up and this is just a, a PSA. The small business owners put a lot of their own blood, sweat, and equity in. A lot of folks will get mad at you if you're selling a dollar bottle of water that you won't sell it to them for 50 cents and instead they'll run to the big box store and go spend $2 on it. Uh-huh. That is the thing right there as a community and a network we have to get out of that mindset. We need to do our best to at least appreciate what our folks are doing and if you, like you brought up Cheyenne, if you can't necessarily give the monetary kick, then at least do another part to be able to let folks know that it's something that 
that you believe in. And more importantly, it's something that somebody else is willing to put their own money up to believe in as well. For this episode of For the Taste, we want to make sure that we tell everybody to be safe out there. Continue the good fight about the injustices that you're seeing out there in the streets. Do your part. Even if you're not out there marching, just like we brought up about small businesses and being able to show your support, we damn sure need you to do that same thing however you can do it. Until the next time we speak, for Bree, for Cheyenne, CJ signing off on this episode. Y'all be well, be safe, take care of yourselves. All right.